What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Just a couple of guys having civilized conversations about some rather uncivilized topics. Come along as we try to determine who the real racists are. So join us, and you be the judge. This is He's Racist. I'm not. Good evening, and welcome to He's Racist, I'm Not, the best podcast in all of Cleveland. Joining me is my faithful co-host, the super assistant, the oh-so-black Malik. How are you tonight, sir? I'm actually doing fairly well can't wait to talk about the exciting news that has happened since we what we missed thanksgiving so yeah we're two weeks behind i think maybe it's time to just call a spade a spade and just go to an every other week recording schedule we're never gonna remember that but okay because that's pretty much what we've been doing but yeah but like what if christmas falls on our on week or something and we could rearrange the schedule around that but it, I think it gives us more flexibility than trying to record every week. No? I'm fine. I just, I just don't want to break <laughs> your little heart. That's all. <laughs> I no, think you're the one that would be brokenhearted. How sensitive you are. Yeah. So, um, any, uh, any fun TVing this week? Um, I haven't really watched anything. I'm going to watch The Eternals in the theater. And uh, I want to try. <laughs> was nope. that in the theater? Yes. Air a quotes. Theater, a version <laughs> of the theater. <laughs> My theater. <laughs> um, and then uh, I want to watch Dope Stick. And Lost in Space just came out, came back the third and final season. So I'm going to, where the wife and I, those are wife friendly shows that we'll watch together because there's stuff I watch and there's stuff that we watch together. Yeah, so my kid has been trying to get me to watch Dope Sick for a while, so I should probably, I should probably get on that. Um, I don't know if I said it last time. I think I might have, but I binged Tiger King season two. So was it worth it? Yeah, well, and the, the thing is, the first episode of it, it started out real slow, and I'm like, ah, oh, this kind of sucks, but then it got real interesting real quick. So, so yeah, it's it's definitely worth going back to. We'll put that on the list. Um, so the Eternals, like everything I've heard about the Eternals is bad. Well, that's why I'm going to watch it in the theater. <laughs> yeah. So I was going to wait for it to come on a streaming, but then I just, I, I started browsing an article about um, Mahershala Ali and his yeah. role as Blade. Yeah. And it, it said that you got a taste of it in the Eternals. I'm like, what? Spoiler. So interesting. Yeah, so I don't, I don't know if it's like an after credit scene or what. I, I was thinking about just going out and um, YouTubing it, because I'm sure it's out there. Probably. But but yeah, everything I've heard about the Eternals is bad. So Yeah. Oh, uh, so I don't know. A lot of people don't know, but uh, there's a show. It's Australian. It's called Wentworth. It's a 10 times better than Orange is the New Black. It's a little more gritty. They made it to nine seasons, I believe, and they just ended. The ending was pretty good. Um, I liked it. So uh, if you haven't watched Wentworth, definitely check it out. If you liked Orange and the New Black, but you wanted something a little grittier, it's Woman's Prison. 
what is it on um well it's foxtel i don't uh, i think netflix has it i think they have it jeez dude you know if you're gonna pitch stuff you could at least try to give us legitimate sources because not everyone is like a criminal like you foxtel is the the like it's like fox or nbc for australia and then the other thing that i saw was uh no time to die which it was okay until the end actually it was good i I'd, I'd say they gave daniel craig a nice send-off i was i was tearing up a bit it was a mess all the way up until the end but you know he didn't really want to do it so i can't blame him too much anyway we should get going i didn't mean to sidetrack us like that we aren't a movie review show we're not yeah 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 all right so i've got i only put like two news stories because i had several updates so i don't know how much time we're going to spend on these but um first one is father and son found guilty of murder in the um, ahmad arbery case uh for those of you that don't remember this one ahmad arbery was out jogging and these three rednecks followed him and killed him they've got a little graphic in here um so gregory mcmichael uh, who's the father and travis mcmichael were both found guilty of felony murder aggravated assault false imprisonment criminal attempt to commit a felony uh, travis mcmichael the son was also found guilty of malice murder and william R roddy bryan who was the other uh, redneck with them was found guilty of all of those except for the malice murder as well so so good they got that one right it's kind of interesting like depending on i mean even though they are all there depending on what happened you got charged differently it was it's kind of interesting but yeah yeah um so we i haven't heard anything about the sentencing yet i don't know when that's going to happen so hopefully the sentencing goes as well as the trial and these guys never get out of prison thank you sir thank you so I did at the last minute add something. I don't know if you saw it, but um, piggybacking on that, uh, Elijah McCain. Yeah, uh, we talked about it. him. What? I, I saw it. Okay. Um, I just wanted to throw it in real quick. It wasn't really an update, but uh, the, the police officers and paramedics who stopped 23-year-old Elijah McCain and administered a fatal dose of ketamine are being charged with homicide. So he was the really cool kid. I think he had some mental issues, but he had a... Uh, ski mask on because um, of his anemic. He would think he was anemic and very cold. And I guess somebody thought maybe he was um, something was fishy going on with him. And the police uh, and the um, paramedics ended up killing him by accident. So I'm glad they're being charged. Yeah, I forgot why did they why did they administer ketamine to him? I think they put him. I think it was kind of like an, they, they put him on the ground. I think something happened. He was having, was he having trouble breathing? Or they uh, thought he was on drugs? I can't remember. Okay. But this one actually uh, put me to tears hearing about it. So I, I'm very. Yeah, very that, it, was, it was a very rough one. Like it was hearing it, because it was actually recorded and hearing it, well, it was just. Uh, yeah yeah so hopefully those guys spend uh most of their rest of their lives in prison as well hopefully um hey we finally got a juicy smoothie update 
his uh his trial his uh hate crime hoax trial is finally beginning three years after this happened do you believe it's been three years since I we really first started talking about this i really didn't think they were going to charge him yeah well they say um maybe it's it might not be in this article I, i've read like four or five articles about this today but the presiding judge um because well, so you remember he he took that deal where he had to do community service and pay like a ten thousand dollar fine yeah so the presiding judge now was like no that was a deal that was made with another judge and this is a different prosecutor so sorry that's out the window damn um, so yeah and like i've read a bunch of stories about it that have just come out within the last day or two and it's it seems like a freaking circus man it's a complete shit show so we'll see uh we'll see what comes out of this but they're trying to i one of the brothers was on the stand mm -hmm. already and they're trying to they're, they're trying to make it seem like he's a homophobe and tie that in with this whole thing like they were trying to get back at him because they found out he was gay or something like that so so yeah we'll uh we'll, we'll find out what happens with that one eventually um the last update i got it has to do with covid thank god there is another variant of covid coming our way omicron is in the united states ladies and gentlemen uh but your fearless president biden says omicron variant is cause for concern not a cause for panic so he also said that he does not plan shutdowns or lockdowns to combat this uh strain but rather a strategy for more widespread vaccinations so thank goodness for that see now i'm worried Why? when biden makes a promise he breaks it oh yeah right so <laughs> lockdown's coming happy holidays <laughs> I'd rather him say, I don't know. And then um, I'd feel a little more comfortable. But when he's, when he makes a promise then I, I know, I know something bad's coming. Yeah. So from the reports so far, it seems like this one has the weakest symptoms. It seems like, um, from what, from what some, most of the doctors are describing, it's almost like the, how I was hit with COVID when I got it and it's just severe fatigue and soreness and that kind of achy achy flu feeling but without most of the uh, respiratory stuff but it's more contagious it's, i think that's what it is well they don't know if this one's more contagious or not oh, okay um but now they they have added uh gastrointestinal issues to the list of symptoms to look out for with covid <laughs> i mean there was so much stuff i mean uh I, I have an article that's still sitting in my my reserve it's called covid toes and i mean <laughs> i don't know i think like anything and everything has been related i just like you know impotence and hair loss <laughs> and god knows what else has been, i'm like really is there anything this super super bug oh, i remember i remember when impotence when they said that was that was that due to the vaccine and COVID, or was it just COVID? Uh, I thought it was, it was due to COVID. due to one of the vaccines. I can't remember. I don't remember. We'll have to. Well, I think we talked about it on here. I might have to go back through our, our old show notes and see. But I know we talked about it. I just can't remember. Yeah, what was the cause? But yeah, it's just yeah. Everything is a result of COVID. God hell. Everything is from COVID, man. I think your lifestyle Everything. has something to do with it. But hey, nope whatever nope it's all about covid get your shots 
get your vaccine, get your boosters. You'll be fine. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm done with the boosters. I'm not getting what? that. What? Dude, your wife is going to fake divorce you. No, I think she's, uh, she's coming around. She's, I think, think we're sending the kids back to school next year. I think that's more because homeschooling sucks. Yeah, it does. Um, and then, uh, I mean, I, I won't say it sucks. It's just, I, I, for one, will say I'm not a teacher. Um, and she, I will thoroughly admit, she took the brunt of it. And she's like, no, nah, this is not, I, not worth it. I, just because we have so much going on, the other kids and other personal stuff, it's just a lot. And our son is a lot in general. So yeah. I think they're going back. And I was like, I don't think our son needs a booster. I'm not a booster. I don't think he needs a shot. So he, so he's like in the, you know, when they, I think they approve the five-year-olds. Um, so we haven't, and we get the, oh, what? And I'm like, yeah, no, <laughs> no. Yeah. It's, it's one thing. Like if it, if it was just your older daughter, you didn't have the other two kids homeschooling her would probably be a bit easier. But you, like, especially you, there's such a big age range between the kids and then you've got the baby. So I could imagine it's gotta be a nightmare. I will have to say that I can see how, like, like in the olden days when they had like all the kids, you know, various ages and like all together, because my, my two-year-old has picked up so much. She just likes to stay in the room, which is good and bad, but she's picked up so much because she just listens in on when we're teaching my six-year-old. God, is she two now? Oh my God. She's like two going on 30. Um, little man is evil. six. I call her tiny T. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. She's evil. Evil. But she's cute. Yeah. So I, I do spoil. I won't lie. I do spoil her. Uh, she's daddy's little girl. Yeah. 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 No, I get that. I get that. But yeah. So getting back to it. Yeah. Um, uh, I know a lot of people because, you know, they want to travel. And so a lot of people who were not getting it were like, yeah, I got to get it. <laughs> you you yeah. want to go anywhere, <laughs> you're getting shots. <laughs> I, uh, I actually, I did read another story that Biden has changed his travel restrictions. So I guess, I guess previously anyone coming into the country had to have if you were vaccinated you had to have a negative test within 72 hours of travel if you were non-vaccinated it had to be within 24 hours and now he's changing it to just anyone everyone has to have a um a negative test within 24 hours of your your travel in order to come into the country that's crazy because uh some people i talked to said they waited for hours to get that test um yeah before they flew out to come back here. Yeah. I, I can imagine, man, depending on where you are, they don't have the the healthcare systems that we have. I mean, dude, here you can go to like pretty much any corner pharmacy and get a freaking COVID test, you know? Sure. But it's not like that all over the world. I think like New York, it's not surprising. They have I think we talked about it, they have it like at every corner. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's uh it's absolute craziness. It, it's weird. I see I'm seeing more and more people who were all over the COVID hype train um, and vaccinations and everything, and they're all slowly, a lot of them are slowly starting to be like, eh, well, maybe not. You know, they're coming out and they're living their lives again, and they're kind of realizing that this is just the new flu and it's no, around my, to stay. 
my wife hasn't gotten there yet. She's just, I think she's more because of what they put in vaccines, not just this vaccine, but like the preservatives and stuff like that. That's where she's kind of like, eh, but she's still not traveling anytime soon. So eh, that's fair. I don't that's travel, fair. so I just, but her vacation is my vacation because they go, I stay. <laughs> so this sucks. Is she still going to do that even with a, with a, the third kid? Oh, she doesn't care. I mean, I don't know how she does it because how she has the patience because it always drives her crazy. But then like the next year, she's like, let's go. And then she comes back. Oh my God, those kids are crazy. I'm like, why do you keep doing that to yourself? <laughs> my wife, like whenever my wife traveled, because my wife travels more than I do. Um, she would always take the kids with her, even when they were getting older, because she knew that I would just, I would blow a gasket. So, yeah. No. So that's because my thing is, I don't, I don't need to spend a thousand dollars to do what I do on vacation and sit in a room and watch Netflix. So <laughs> I'm just like, I'm, I'm not traveling to some tropical island so I can sit and watch Netflix. That's fair. So, that's but if fair. you guys, so I've, I've come to the conclusion, you guys go, I will pay half. And that'll be like my vacation. <laughs> uh, that's fun. So. Yeah, we're supposed to be going to Florida in January. So we'll see how that goes. All right. We'll see if Omicron ruins our vacation. Yes. So uh, this one's kind of a little bit off the norm, um, but I kind of wanted to talk about it. Uh, we brought it up before the, the, uh, the Cleveland podcast. It's a local podcast. They were there. Uh, big supporters of ours so we like to support them when we can uh this is they're actually ending um and kind of venturing off to different ventures so if you like our podcast then you'll actually like their last episode uh so i would definitely say check it out it's it's talking about the name change of the cleveland indians and they really go in depth about it so it's it's very interesting but the reason why i'm bringing it up is some of the stuff that they said in the beginning which i wanted to talk about one like I said, support their podcast, check it out, and maybe check out some of their other endeavors because some of their other endeavors kind of veer off into our territory. So you might uh, like their take on certain social topics. So that was one thing. Uh, the other thing was uh, in, in the beginning of the podcast, they talk about podcasts talking about politics that aren't normally political. Um, and I, I think I, I get what you mean. And I know we, we kind of fell into the trap because we do talk about politics, would you say? But it's not our main source. But I think while Trump was in office, I don't think we had a choice. Yeah, I think there was a period of time where most of the news centered around politics to one, you know, one way or another. There wasn't, um, I think, it, you know, our... Our stories are kind of all over the place, but if you look at it from like a 10,000 foot view, most of our stories kind of fall into a very similar bucket. Yeah. That doesn't really usually have to do with politics, but I think for so long there, everything was falling into that political bucket that we had a hard time uh, getting away from it. But I still don't think we became a politics podcast. You know, I think we still, we put our spin on it. I think we tried you know, we tried very hard to find as many diverse stories that didn't have to go do with politics. Um, because I, I'm very, very interested in and involved in politics, but I don't enjoy like that's not that's not ever what I wanted this show to be about. 
So even when we have kind of gone into politics a little, I've tried to keep it short for my part anyways. And I think you have too. Or if we did, it wasn't always about politics. It was, you know, some politician, you know, fondling some boy or something like that. So, right. and I have no problem doing that because that's not politics. That's just scumbags. So, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I just listening to it. I was, it kind of made me reassess us and like, you know, did we cross the line at some point? But I, the more and more I thought about it, I think, I think I, we did talk a lot about politics during that time, but I think we tried to keep it as fair as possible or yeah. um, space it out. And I, I think, and listening, I actually listened to that whole show, their, their, their whole last episode there. I thought it was great. Um, they, they made mention of specifically podcasts where they're like, well, we don't talk about politics, but, and then they go into a full on political thing, which I think we've caught ourselves doing and we make fun of ourselves for doing it. Yeah. Yeah. So. And they did the same thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But no, it was a, it was a great show. Um, I think especially towards the end, they started making really good points and they, you know, they, they were coming at it from two different sides, you know, the, the whole Cleveland Indians slash Cleveland guardians thing. They were, you know, it seemed like Caesar was really of the, um, I don't think we should do this. And, um, and Fred was like, no, I think it's the right thing to do. Um, but one thing, one thing that, that I have to say that I 100% agree with is the name, the guardians and the logo, the guardians and the font for the guardians there. It's all terrible. It's all awful. Like if you wanted to change the name from the Indians, fine, whatever. Uh, but dude, do something better. Come on. Maybe they did it. So because they stole it from, what is it? The, what, what team is the roller it? Roller derby team. Roller derby team. Maybe they thought, well, you know, there's already a following. We'll just piggyback off that because I have no idea why they picked that. Really? Name. Because how much of a freaking following do you think there is for an amateur roller derby team in Parma, no, Ohio? I have no clue why they stole that name. <laughs> and they yeah. did steal the name. Yeah. But uh, um, real quick to, to end it off. So, so Caesar is, is one of the hosts and Fred's another one. Um, Caesar made a comment and um, I'm putting it out there so he can comment back. But he said something where along the lines of, you know, when I was younger, the Indians wasn't considered racist. And I don't know if he was saying it like he did consider racist or, you know, he thought the rest of the world didn't think it was racist. It was always racist. Um, or just a little like, uh, I, I maybe I may not say racist, but it was always just a little like, uh, I don't know if that's all, all the way on board. Um, because I remember having conversations with my friends about it. So I think it depends on what circle you were in as to if it offended anyone. So I just wanted to put that out there. Yeah. Yeah, possibly. Ugh, um, I see where you're going. Now, I didn't grow up in Cleveland, so I, I can't say for sure one way or the other. Well, just in general, what about, you know, the Blackhawks or the Redskins? <laughs> I, think, I think it's funny that the Blackhawks, like nobody talks about them. Like, and I don't think they have any plans on changing that name either. I mean, the. It's their, just because it's hockey and it's like the least logo, popular professional sport. I would say is a lot better than the Cleveland Indian <laughs> logo. Um, but still. And they, they did make a good point on there. Like the, the Chief Wahoo, especially the original Chief Wahoo, was very much a caricature, almost like a blackface version of of an Indian or of, of a yeah. Native American. Yeah. So, so yeah, I could, I could see where that would cause some some butt hurt amongst people so i and i do appreciate that and um 
and I appreciate they kind of went into saying like, you know, some bad shit happened. You know, they, they started talking about like Christopher Columbus and stuff like that. And, um, just kind of, and then this is kind of goes into the whole critical race theory. Now that I've got, I've have a much better understanding of what it is and what it isn't and what people try to turn it into. Um, critical race theory, basically from what I, what I understand of it is, is evil. just tell the truth. Now, some people are saying or turning it into both sides are making it, you know, white people are bad and black people are great and you should feel guilty for all the things you did. Um, but from what I take from it and the part that I would like to believe is just tell the truth. And we've talked about some of this before where, you know, we'll talk about the Holocaust and it was the worst thing that ever happened. But we'll talk about slavery and it gets a chapter and we move on. <laughs> Bad stuff happened. Move on. Or well, thanks- yeah, it really, I mean, it didn't affect that many people. You don't need to talk about it for that long. So or like Thanksgiving, <laughs> you know, yeah, you know, I mean, remember how Thanksgiving all came about Thanksgiving. The pilgrims sat down with the Indians and they all cooked for each other. And it was a very happy occasion. <laughs> so stuff like that, you know, how could someone discover a place that people were already at? Let's, I mean, and then they talk about, you know, we don't know exactly if Christopher Columbus was the, 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 the murderer or pillaged, but there was some crazy shit that happened. Let's just say Chris Columbus was a saint. The Nina, the Pinta and the Santa Maria were, they, they saved the United States of America. One Indian at a time. I was just happy that they acknowledged that some messed up shit happened back then. And, you know, we, I mean, as much as we glorify Christopher Columbus, he did some shady shit. That's all. Just, just put it out there. And uh, oh, the, the other good point that they made was like, I don't like the, me personally, I don't like the Cleveland Indians um, logo and name, but I've been to one game in my whole life. So do I really matter? But the people that actually go like season ticket holders, they are, I, I'm going to assume most of them are diehard for the logo didn't want the change and that's the people that are buying the tickets and why would you piss them off so that's the thing i don't i don't quite understand in their decision making i mean money rules so i mean yeah thanks for doing it but you're gonna lose some money i don't think they are really yeah I, i don't think they are because as much as sports fans talk a big game they're a bunch of pussies that will go with whatever is thrown in their face that's true lebron yeah, LeBron is a perfect example because when he left the first time, how many people were making their little videos on Facebook of them burning their LeBron jersey, LeBron James jerseys, right? Yeah. And then he came yeah. home and they're like, oh my gosh, he's such a great guy. Thanks for coming home, LeBron. <laughs> and then he leaves again. Oh, we're burning the fucking jersey. That's true. That's true. So, so yeah, they'll they'll bitch and they'll complain a little bit, but, I, but by the time next season starts, next preseason starts or spring training, they're they're not going to care. So. All right. So those were all my points that I wanted to hit about the last episode. But like I said, go check it out. Um, the Cleveland podcast. Not hard to find. Thanks. Yeah. We'll miss you guys. But they are doing other stuff. They so. are doing other stuff. Yeah. Um, okay. So this is, it's kind of a weird one. Uh, fortified mailbox owners in Huron County not liable for paralyzing 2016 crash. 
the Ohio Supreme Court has ruled a Huron County couple is not liable after a truck hit their fortified mailbox and flipped in 2016, leaving the motorist with paralyzing injuries. The issue at hand for the court was to decide whether or not the homeowner is liable for the crash, given the driver alleges his pickup truck would not have flipped over had it not been for the fortified mailbox. The Supreme Court ruled 5-2 to two that the landowners owe no duty to protect motorists who leave the regularly traveled portion of the road and strike an object in the right-of-way. In Ohio, the right-of-way is a general term used to describe property near the side of a public road. Um, yeah, apparently he slid on some black ice, he hit the mailbox, which they, for whatever reason, um, they had fortified with a, a big steel pipe going up the middle that was buried real deep, and when the truck hit it, the you know the pipe obviously didn't break and the truck flipped over and the dude's parapla he's he's quadriplegic now so they the prosecution mentioned something about the the guidelines postal service guidelines that it has to break away so i actually went and looked this up and the postal service they recommend that it break away but there's no sort of um there's no sort of mandate like it has to break away that's just there and it's probably specifically because of idiots that can't stay on the road they recommend that it break away so that you don't flip a truck over but then later in the story they talk about another case where um somebody got in an accident it was it was near a couple farms and because of the land that was being far the corn that was being grown uh you couldn't see clearly past the stop sign or past the intersection so there was an accident and uh it just i mean like there's so many intersections like that and there's so many neighborhoods like that where because the neighborhood's got like a big freaking stone sign and they want to be all fancy or whatever when you're turning out of it um, you just cannot see man it's just like pray and put your foot down and go i mean i at first i thought he was like fell asleep at the wheel and drunk driving something like that then he said it was ice i was like oh, i can understand that but you know if that fence wasn't there if that brick wall wasn't there i mean there's a lot of if that wasn't there this wouldn't have happened i don't know it's not in the middle of the road eh eh I agree with the judge. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And it, there's really not much to say about this. I just found it was, I thought it was weird. And it's another one where like, I just like people will do anything to make money. It's just ridiculous. And I guarantee you that was like, it didn't say who the lawyers were, I don't believe, but I guarantee you they were like one of those ones that you see on a billboard on the side of the road. <laughs> Lindsay makes them pay. Yeah. Yeah. Something like that. If you don't know, that's a billboard in Cleveland that's all over oh. Cleveland. It's a lawyer that... Yeah, Misney apparently is... Uh, he's He cares about all of us during our COVID stuff, so... That was one of his billboards. So, for our next article of HRN Court, um, <laughs> <laughs> woman with... I can't say it correctly. Spina, spina bifida, bifida. Bifida. Sue's mom's doctor for millions says she never should have been born. This is an interesting one. Um, if you were never born, then can you really sue? Just thinking, if you win that one. Um, an English woman with spina bifida is suing her mother's former doctor for millions of dollars in health care costs and damages, claiming that she should never have been born. Evie Toombees, whatever, a 20-year-old equestrian show jumper from uh, Lincolnshire, is suing her mother's general practitioner, Dr. Philip Mitchell, for wrongful con conce conception. 
after he allegedly failed to advise her mother to take folic acid supplements before getting pregnant and she claims results in her birth defect. She claims that her mother never would have had had her if her doctor had informed her that she needed to take folic acid folic acid supplements to minimize the chance of the defects affecting her birth. So this seemed like more of a he said, she said, because I, none of that's like, I mean, unless he wrote it down that way. Um, she's saying, so I don't, I didn't know about this, but apparently it's common knowledge to take folic acid or whatever. At least they said this in the article, but the doctor said, um, you don't, if, if you leave a healthy lifestyle, then you don't really, most doctors won't really say anything, but this doctor, She's saying, told her, you don't have to take it. And it's like, okay, well, that's her side. That's his side. And you really awarded like millions of dollars off of he said, she said. I mean, unless there was something else like written down that I, I, I didn't catch or whatever. It just seemed like, I don't know, unless he just admitted to it, which was dumb. This whole story is the biggest load of crap ever. I, I, I'm going to look into it, but I think... I think the New York Post has got to be like um, National Enquirer or something where they just make shit up. They just like randomly make shit up or find the most off the wall stuff. And they're like, yeah, yeah we're going to put that in there. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. But yeah, like would a mother really because they're, they're basically saying that like if this guy would have advised her and said you should have taken folic acid before you gotten pregnant, then she would have gotten an abortion and gotten pregnant at a later date after she took folic acid. Well, yeah, I, I think they're saying she would have waited till her folic acid levels were better. I don't know. So hence, she wouldn't have conceived at the time that she did. And, and, that, I, and that's how like, I took the article. I wish my wife's, I wish my wife's OB hadn't retired. He was a cool guy. I would call him and ask him about this. Because I don't yeah. like through, throughout the, and I don't, maybe, maybe years were different, but throughout my wife's three pregnancies, I never remember the, the nurse or the, the OB or anyone saying anything about her folic acid levels. I wonder or if that's like folic in, acid supplement. I wonder if that's like in uh, prenatal vitamins or something. It says 600 MCGs of folic acid are in prenatal vitamins. Okay. Or should be. Okay. Uh, this, it doesn't say folic acid, but it says folate, which is some kind of acid. That's probably it. Folate, yes. Also known as folate. Okay. So, yeah. So, they do recommend it, and it's in prenatal vitamins. So, okay. Did the guy say you don't need to take prenatal vitamins? I don't the know. way she's saying it is, they said you don't need to take it. That, that's what she said. Yeah, I mean, here's the thing, man. Yeah, she's got a rough life, and I'm sorry, but she's also, she's a freaking, uh, an equestrian show jumper, right? And considering she's, like, got a weird spine, she's pretty cute, actually. Yeah, is that bad? That's the first thing I noticed? No, it was the first thing I noticed as well. So, we're both horrible people. That's good. But, yeah, dude, I really think the New York Post is like the National Enquirer, though. Because this story is just terrible. It's just stupid. Eh, moving along. Seth Rogen goes viral after shrugging off Los Angeles car burglaries. It's called living in a big city, he says. Uh, the viral uproar began when Knocked Up Star reacted to a tweet from YouTube personality Casey Neistat, who wrote on Wednesday, So our cars got robbed this morning because Los Angeles is a crime-riddled third-world shithole of a city. And expressed gratitude towards the LAPD uh, for arresting the criminal and retrieving all the stolen belongings. 
to which Rogan replied, dude, I've lived here for over 20 years. You're nuts. Ha ha. It's lovely here. Don't leave anything valuable in it. It's called living in a big city. To which Casey uh, Neistat replied, I can still be mad though, right? I feel so violated. And then Rogan says, you can be mad, but I guess I don't personally view my car as an extension of myself, and I've never really felt violated any of the 15 or so times my car was broken into. Once a guy accidentally left a cool knife in my car, so if it keeps happening, you might get a little treat. <laughs> what the hell is wrong with this guy? So people, um, people jumped over all over him on, on Twitter. Um, Noam Bloom, I don't, he says, I too am unbothered when one of my many cars gets broken into. I just ask my assistant to get it all cleaned up and repaired. What's the big deal? <laughs> Um, Kathy Young says, you know, people talk about how this or that statement embodies privilege and 95% of the time it's total bullshit, but this, yeah. <laughs> so like, one of the few times I'll ever get to correct you, but it's Casey Neistat, sir. Yeah, uh, whatever. But, uh, Nobody, I don't think there's anybody that really cares. I care because I, I never get to correct you. Um, yeah, like all of the names that you've slaughtered over the past several years, shut up. <laughs> Seth, uh, Seth Rogen, I think, is kind of just blows with the wind, whatever with the direction the wind's blowing. Because uh, with um, James DeFranco, he got rid of him real quick. James uh, once Franco? All those, what? There's no D in it. It's just James Franco. James Franco. Why did I say DeFranco? I don't know. But anyways, uh, all those rape allegations and stuff like that. Yeah, he got rid of him real quick. And just, I think we've, we've actually talked about some of the stuff where, you know, anything... SJW, he's just, he's the first one to speak up, and I really just think he thought that was the safe bet. But yeah, yeah. Neistat is well off, he's not rich. Yeah, I think it's it, it was fair of him to to complain. And yeah, I just, I don't understand what world you live in where having your car broken into is not a big deal. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, I guess since you can replace it, whatever. But where does he live that he keeps... Like you, you'd think like maybe I stop parking on the street. Like I don't know. Yeah, I don't know, man. Like, is this out when you're out like at your pot dealer's house or? Yeah, don't you live in a gated community? <laughs> Are your neighbors stealing from you? <laughs> Nobody's actually stealing from him. He just gets so high he forgets and leaves his door open. All right. So this next one, did you read the whole thing? Because I have some questions I didn't understand. I did. Okay, good. So I'll ask it towards the end. Judge spares man in teen rape case. Incarceration isn't appropriate. Uh, the girl was 16 when Christopher Belter raped her. According to court documents, he was a teenager too, a student at an elite private boys' school where his fam whose family was Western New York home was known as a party house, where teens gathered to consume liquor, marijuana, and Adderall. What a combination. That it, was, it was August 2008, and the girl identified in court... 2018, sorry. Um, in court filings as MM, was at Belter's house to spend the night with his sister before going to Chicago the next day. He asked her into his room and then he threw her onto the bed, pulled off her clothes, and told her to stop being such a baby. According to court documents, at the hearing this summer, she described focusing her attention on the leaves of a plant in the room as the attack continued. Um, this week, Belter, 20, was sentenced in the assault on MM and in sexual and in sexual acts on three other teenager girls facing up to eight years in prison 
He was instead given eight years probation by a judge who said he agonized over the decision. He prayed on it. Um, the attack on MM and three other girls, two 16-year-old and a 15-year-old, occurred at Belter's house over an 18-month period starting in February 2017, according to court documents. At the, at the time, he was a student at uh, something Canisius. Thank you, where he played rugby. So this, these next two bullet points is what really confused me. After, after initially being accused of more serious crimes in the four attacks, Belter resolved the charges by agreeing in 2019 to plead guilty to third-degree rape, attempted sexual abuse, and two misdemeanors uh, court filings. A judge gave Belter, a different judge gave Belter, who was 16 and 17 at the time of his crime, an interim sentence of two years probation. I didn't get that. So was he charged twice or was this a different crime? Yeah, I, I don't know. Unfortunately, you asked the one thing that I have, I cannot answer from I'm this. so confused by that. <laughs> I, I don't know. But yeah, so they, it said it gave him an interim sentence of two years probation. Um, the sentence offered him the chance if he met the terms of being treated as a youthful offender when his final sentence was decided, reducing or even eliminating any potential prison term and allowing him to avoid registering as a sex, sex offender. Um, there were some other stipulations, like one of them was he wasn't allowed to look at pornography. And I guess <laughs> he freely admitted that he did it. Um, he even flouted the fact that he got around the restriction by putting some um, shady software on his computer. So... I, I don't know if this is a retrial because he broke the probation mm. or if this was, I, I don't know. It does, it, it's very, very unclear. That would be my guess was that they retried it because he broke his probation in some way. And now he's got to serve uh, eight years probation instead of two years probation, which still like, okay. Okay. So to me, this is kind of a big thing. This isn't just like a one-time thing. Everybody was drinking, mistakes were made. She says rape, he says not, whatever. This was, this was like a continued um, series of events with like three different girls on at least four different occasions where he attacked and raped these girls. I don't think that probation was the right way to go in the first place. I think this kid needed to do some jail time and his parents probably did as well. You do an adult crime, you get the time. I don't know. I just, yeah, like I said, like you said, if it was once and it was kind of he said, she said, okay. Yeah, this is like stealing a candy bar from your local store, man. Oh. This is like, you know, throwing a girl into bed, tearing her clothes off, and raping her multiple times. So, yeah, I don't. I I I really would like to talk to the judge and just like you know, why? What did you see that the rest of us don't? Yeah. Well, and this is um. What was the, I think it, I think the prosecutor, I think the prosecutor said somewhere in here that it was, uh, you know, like if, if his family wasn't a well-to-do white family, this wouldn't have gone that way. This is one situation where I have to probably agree with that sentiment. <laughs> like if this, if this was you, right? Or even uh -huh. me just coming from a regular middle-class family. I didn't have money behind me. Yeah. I think either one of us would have been in jail right now. So, I, so, I mean, does the lawyer know the family? Something. Yeah, I, I don't know, man. I don't know. 
Um, this so this article actually brings me back to one that, something that I wanted to talk about earlier, and I completely forgot about. But when we were talking about the juicy smoothie thing, yeah, um, and I actually thought about this when we talked about Kyle Rittenhouse a couple of weeks ago. The so the Sixth Amendment of the U.S. Constitution is what the 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 amendment that has to do with um, criminal rights. Yeah. And one of them is right to a public trial without unnecessary delay. Or other words, we, you know, we like to say it's right to a speedy trial, right? How is that like Rittenhouse not being tried for over a year after his supposed crimes or alleged crimes, you know, and even the juicy smoothie thing, like, dude, everybody knows he's guilty as hell, right? But it's been three freaking years now, man. Like how, how is it okay to, to keep this going this long i think the and written then, house was because of covid but jesse i have no clue it it doesn't matter man like it does not freaking matter so and i guess there there's actually nothing in the amendment that says what a speedy trial is or what um um unnecessary delay what constitutes unnecessary delay but i guess the um the common consensus is like eight months if it takes more than eight months, then you can you can appeal to have it thrown out. I mean, it may not all be because of the courts. I know with the, uh, the Theranos case, I don't know if you know, and I think her name's Elizabeth Holmes, Elizabeth Holmes, um, where she lied and you know made billions off her lie. But uh, she's got. I mean, we all know she's going to jail, but she postponed it because she got pregnant, and I guess you don't have to while you're pregnant, you can delay. And so she kept delaying it. She's finally on trial, and I don't think it's going well. But uh, yeah, yeah, I remember. But yeah, that. I mean, it's been years since she's actually been con- well, not accused. So I don't, I don't think it's always the courts. I think sometimes people just get around to like, I'm not in a rush to go to jail. Let's push that back. I don't think it's always the courts either. But I, I don't know, man. Like if it was you or me again. Like if you or me was at the you know the BLM riots in Cleveland, and we shot some people, right? We would have been on trial the next week. But I also think you know, am I getting a public defender or you know, am I getting Mincy? Um, because I think Misny, Misny. Why can't you pronounce names, man? Eh, I don't really care about people. I can pronounce my name. That's all I really <laughs> care about. Uh, so. You know, do we have a public defender? Do we have some shady lawyer or something like that? Or, you know, because, because like the Kyle Rittenhouse, I don't think he's paying all for that. Because he gets so big, a lot of people are jumping at the chance to do it for free just for the exposure. So I think at that point, that's what, and they know all the tricks of the trade. Whereas, you know, my public defender has like a caseload of a thousand. They just want to get it over with quickly. So I think it's just a lot of things that come to, come around with the just the fair justice system uh that isn't so fair why would you want to stretch it out though is it is it a matter of like trying to separate yourself from the incident by taking longer or i mean you know especially with the hype around a lot of this stuff public opinion matters after things settle people forget change their mind there's new information whatever that's what i meant by separating yourself from the incident yeah okay yeah yeah sorry yeah i don't know okay it just seems like uh seems like crap to me Mm. but whatever 
Yeah. Hey, we've arrived. Under an hour. Yay. So excited for this one. We're at the feel good story. High school construction class builds bus stop shelter to protect student who uses wheelchair. Project yielded an ADA compliant hut with two windows. Uh, Dan McKenna's high school construction class has quietly worked on charitable projects to benefit the Westerly Rhode Island community for more than two decades. That suddenly changed when the internet caught wind that over a dozen of McKenna's students at Westerly High School banded together to build a bus stop for a local elementary school student who is wheelchair bound. Yeah, so it says it all started when five-year-old Ryder Kilman's father, Tim, posted on Facebook in September that the family was seeking a bus stop to replace their makeshift shelter made of a, a patio umbrella tied to a fence post. Tim Killam was trying to find a way to keep his son, who was born with spina bifida. Man, that's Another weird. One. We've never talked about that on the show. Now we've got two of them in the same week. Uh, he was born with spina bifida and is completely wheelchair dependent, sheltered from the harsh New England weather while waiting for the school bus. Hashtag move to Florida. Our door to the bus stop is approximately 75 feet. And in inclement weather, it was very difficult to rush Ryder out to the stop, Tim Killam told Fox News. Uh, when they finally make it to the bus, it takes time for the wheelchair lift to deploy out of a school bus. So we needed this to be able to shelter him as best as possible. Um, anyway, yada, 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 fast forward, uh, the shop teacher saw it and he was talking to Mason Held, who was a senior and was trying to figure out what his senior project was going to be. And the teacher McKenna looked at him and says, you're going to design a bus stop. So they did and they built it and it was all happy scrappy and then they delivered it and now the kid uses it and yay, feel good. <laughs> Go ahead, tear it apart. I will. Thank you. So, <laughs> and McKenna, is that Kenna? What yeah, is it? McKenna. Okay. Why does he get to play God? I mean, he gets to pick and choose what actually He's the gets teacher. Done. Why? But I'm the one. Why? Because the, the high school hired him. I'm the one that's paying the taxes. I need my barn built. Why can't I put in for that? He just picks and choose whatever he wants. Are you some a five-year-old kid, kid in a wheelchair with spina bifida? Some kid has some so sob story and they get first dibs. I've been paying taxes for 10 years. I don't get my barn in the back. That's all I'm saying. I paid for that barn more 10 times over for your shitty education. Get me my barn. You are so going to hell. <laughs> I just I keep it fair. That's all. You are I, an to be like evil. a lottery evil person should be like a lottery they do charitable projects how is building you a, a barn they did a lifeguard how is it charitable they built a lifeguard thing the city has money they can pay for it themselves no <laughs> you work for me i pay your salary all right every, so so everyone that made it this far in the show, I want you to listen to this because you, you know, he sits here week in and week out and calls me a racist and I'm the evil white man and old oh, Trump supporter and oh, hey, he's such a horrible, horrible, hateful person, right? I want you to listen to this and really think about who the horrible, hateful one on this show is. No one gets to this. There's probably like one person left. <laughs> no one knows. Everyone always tunes That's out fine. by this time. That one person will know just what an awful person you are. Because <laughs> I speak the truth, I say what I say what other people won't. Um, I'm okay with that. So did Donald Trump. 
<laughs> you felt good about that, didn't oh, you? Oh, I did. I did. You know what else I feel good about? What? Uh, the flack that your boy Sleepy Joe is taking over uh, travel restrictions when just a couple of years ago when it happened, my boy was called a racist and all sorts of other horrible stuff for doing the same thing. You know, different times. <laughs> it was different times back then. It was. <laughs> It was, it was, because COVID was fake back then. <laughs> now that the Democrats are on the place, it's it's real. It's a real thing. So, all right, take us home, sir. Anywho, you got anything else to add to this beautiful conversation we've had this evening? Uh I did, but I've forgotten. So, oh, I I know what it was. PSA: Get yourself a business. You would not believe how many perks the world would give you as soon as you get an EIN number. You don't even have to sell anything; just have the number. That's all. <laughs> all right. We'll talk about that after the show. Okay. All right. So we are uh, He's Racist, I'm Not. You can reach us by emailing us at He's Racist, I'm Not at gmail.com. You can reach out to us on our website, He's Racist, I'm Not.com. You can also find us on all the other social medias Twitter's, Facebook, um, Instagram, whatever. Download us wherever you get your podcast from and go and leave us a five star review. That would be amazing sauce. You can't call us because no one called us, so our number is gone. Yeah, we got rid of our phone number. We don't believe in phones anymore. So um, maybe if we get enough outcry, I will put Malik's personal cell phone number on our webpage, and you can call that. So anyway, for He's Racist, I'm not. I am Remy. I am Bobby Bonilla. You can't even pronounce his name right, man. God, you're such a loser. Bobby Bonilla, good night. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.